There is a perfect example of motherhood out there. We've all felt its presence. It lingers in our social media feed, in the products we buy, the answers to the questions we research. Even though we know it's not real, we feel it spotlight what we could be doing better. Join two best friends as they step off the stage of motherhood and go behind the scenes with moms from different walks of life. The Mom Cult Podcast. Real moms, real talk, real tired. Well, hey guys. Hey, Joy. Welcome to episode nine of the Mom Cult Podcast. And I am so excited because (laughs) my guests today are my sweet, dear cousins who are twins, Sarah and Kathy. Thanks for having me. Hey, Joy. Of course. And they have a very, way more successful podcast. Dead serious podcast. I don't think so. Y'all are not giving each other. You guys have like. Uh, way more followers on Instagram. Oh. Isn't it annoying that's how I, that's how like I base that? everything. Yeah. Gauge yeah, success. That's how. Yeah. Well, also I thought we were all on the same page about <laughs> that's how we gauge success. Is, Is that not what means anything? Not. But it's called so uh, Talk to Me, Sister. Mm-hmm. They'll cover a little bit about their story, but I don't want to cover too many details about it because I want people to come and listen yeah. to y'all's podcast to get awesome. the full. Get the, the full, full story. We'll give them the, we'll give them the uh, mm-hmm, secrets mm-hmm. here, yeah. and then they can come find out more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of dab. Oh, I'm sorry. I no, no. I just said breadcrumbs. It was stupid. Oh, breadcrumbs. Cut, cut that. Cut that. Yeah. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> breadcrumbs i had dabbled in your podcast before and listened to some and then the last several days i've you know how like whenever you start listening to a new or like watching a new show and mm-hmm. and you like kind of fangirl mm-hmm. so Gosh. right in the middle of that i'm getting to meet you guys for the first time so sarah so she, if she throw if she throws up Wait, don't let it stress so you out happy. i'm so glad <laughs> yeah. our podcast honestly it's like i am um, honored thank you i'm, I'm honored really too excited. we we love it and we've just turned one oh, wow. last week no two weeks ago that is congratulations y'all have con- congrats yes yeah. yeah y'all have um happy birthday thank you. <laughs> it's thank pretty you. wild we've had some amazing guests and it's been great and we also in the same token feel like we're also fangirl y'all Y'all's podcast is awesome and hilarious okay, and good, such good, good, needed good. in, in the real world. <laughs> yeah. And we've said from the start, we got we got to do a collab with Joy mm-hmm. or we got to have her on. So you beat us to the punch. Well, so now we're here. Yeah, I had to because you guys got your podcast out before I got mine out. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was my way of I got gotcha. feeling like I caught back up. I, gotcha. I think we're all in the same boat that we just have no idea what we're doing, but we're doing it. We're doing so, it. And now we're here together. Well, I'm going to not self-deprecate too much, but you guys really seem like you know what you're doing. Yeah, you got sponsors, (laughs) professional photos. We're just magazines. Faking it till we make it, though. (laughs) Well, we're just like, guys, what you got to do? Well, (laughs) listeners, check it out. I'm just saying. I'm not even going to oversell it. I don't need to. Just go. Yes, listen. We would love it. Okay. I'm just glad you guys are my family or else I'd really hate you. Did we say that y'all are cousins? I think so. I think I started with that. Yeah, cousins. All right. Well, so who wants to check in first? You? Oh, sure. How are you doing this week? I'm good. He, uh, Parker, who's two, has been carrying around fruit or vegetables like it's um, something he needs all the time, like a in like a super weird way it's just like a mildly weird way but he carries around an orange like lately this week specifically uh, like, a like a comfort blanket well he also has that but it's like he gets obsessed with something that's like an orange for example or the other day it was like five grape tomatoes that he needed in a bowl had to have them uh-huh. <laughs> and he squished so one eventually and he didn't like I, I won't let him take him to bed or anything but 
Anyway, you just have a lot of uh, yeah. grape tomatoes in the bed. That would yeah. be <laughs> no, too, so, so freaking cute. I would yeah. just throw the sheets away. I'm like, can't do it. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> he squeezed it upstairs, and I was like, that's exactly what I was stressed about. Yeah. No, no <laughs> more. No more. So, yeah, tomatoes are stressful. <laughs> <laughs> tomatoes are just stressful. Just a note to any moms out there. Yeah. There um, is a consequence. That's a good thing to like, be obsessed about, though. Fruit or vegetables? I mean, I've been trying to yeah. get Charlotte to be obsessed with fruits and vegetables well, for years. I kind of thought that. I gave myself points from carrying them. He's not eating them. Oh, it's good yeah. exposure. Oh, I thought it was like uh, step one. No. Yeah. It's good exposure. Yeah. 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 Step one. <laughs> Baby so. steps. Just carry them around. Things are good. Fruity. Getting fruity. Sorry. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. What about you? Um, I'm good. We um, just got back from New York with Ava. Did like a solo trip with her or not. I mean, like me and Jeremy solo without the baby. And that was a roaring success. She had so much fun. Even just yesterday, Jeremy was like, I just feel more connected to her. And I was like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Like we just making new memories, which you would think that you do that kind of on a day to day basis. But it's got to be something outside of the normal routine. Yeah. Yeah. And it just felt so nice to have some just add some memories with her because she's old enough where we know she's going to be retaining them. Mm-hmm. And so that just just I felt nice idea. to like have something to talk to her about just to be like, oh, hey, remember when this thing happened? Because we were there for enough days where it felt like I saw we had pictures. a really good it amount of time. Like some core memories. Yeah, made. it was really fun. I was jealous. I'm jealous. I'll be honest. I'm jealous now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't been to New York in let's go. years. Yeah. I'll go back. Okay. <laughs> I think get, make some more money first, and then we can go back. Yeah, I was going to say, will you take us and just basically do exactly what you did with Ava yeah, with us? Please. All right. Other Sarah. Okay. How are you doing this week? Oh, you know, we're hanging on. We just moved, like you said. We've lived downtown for, gosh, seven years. It's been our life down there, and we just moved to the country, mm-hmm. literally, to Arrington area. We have an Eagleville address, which is like Ooh. people are like, yeah, yeah. Like so we're that. not that cool. Right. Um, I love that. But uh, our neighbors have buffalo, bison. <gasps> yeah, no big deal. Our dog was barking the other day, a couple days ago. We're like, what are they, what is this, like, what's happening? Because she's old. I mean, she doesn't really bark that much. And we went up to the fence line, and there were hu- two huge bison. And I was like, we Your dog is like, what? Yeah, I was scared and confused, and so was my dog. And Charlie's lived in, like, a grass this big. Oh, yeah, we've, like, we, yeah, we have, we don't even see trees. And so now we see buffalo. But I was like, honestly, this is great. We can save on zoo tickets. Um <laughs> Yeah, and that's I don't know. It. But that's that's, that's, that's good it. enough. That's all you. <laughs> it's, a, it's enough yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah, but we're hanging on. I mean, I'm excited. It's a, but it's been rough. Like the kids are sick. We've started a new school, mm-hmm. new house, new everything. A lot of transitions. We're, yeah, we're like in the adjustment. Yeah, I was like had a real emotional morning this morning. Like just like kids are transitioning everybody's in tears and i'm like oh, i gotta pull it together for the podcast later <laughs> well you definitely did according to your outfit and your I hair know. you really mm-hmm. pulled it together i did well i got my hair done yesterday and you can i can leave my this blowout in for at least two days and <laughs> right. fool people I mean, maybe oh, yeah i could days. leave that blowout in for weeks oh yeah, oh, yeah. i was like, I do way more than two days yeah, yeah like two weeks yeah i'm like the last yeah how much dry shampoo can i crust in here but <laughs> Kathy, how about you? Good. 
Um, it's been a good week. Uh, my kids went back to s- last week was spring break, so survived I felt long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt long because we didn't have many plans. We actually planned to go camping and canceled it because it freaking snowed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Ruthie was home. I, I do love when she's home, but it's tough when she goes back because Sam has a hard time all of a sudden being alone again because mm-hmm. they're best buds. I have a almost five-year-old and a seven-year-old. So they're very close. They're very close in age. They're buddies. He feels very lonesome when she's gone. So we try to fill our week. But Ruthie and I had a really fun experience. I didn't know to look forward to until it happened. I was mm, like, those are the best kind. This was amazing. We went to Ulta. Guys, I took her. <gasps> she's seven. Wait, why do I not know what that is? Ulta's like Sephora. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, got it. Yeah, it's in Cool Springs. So we went to Ulta. I had to pick up something, and she, I was like, "You can come with me." And she walked in, and she was like, "What is this magical place?" And I was like, "These are samples. These are makeup samples." <laughs> what? And she was like, "Hold on, I can just I can try just... any of this. Let me on? show you a life hack." Yes. <laughs> You can only go like once every two weeks. Just once every know two your weeks. Face. Yeah. <laughs> I literally we play. She has a father daughter dance coming up, and it's an '80s dance. And I was like, "We can come." Blue eyeshadow, red lips, hot pink cheeks. So we we stayed for longer, much longer than we should have, and tried on so many samples. And when we checked out, I'm sure the lady was like, "Did you guys find everything?" <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> We had lots of blush, lots did of Did you buy color. anything or is it just safe? I did buy some lip stain and I actually returned it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. They'll give you a free gift on your birthday. So that's I know. I actually worth meant to it. buy the lip stain. I just got home and then I realized I didn't like it. So yeah. anyway, I was just really it looked different in the light of all the shimmer that I had on my face. <laughs> right. But all anyway, the, we had a bad, all the caked on makeup that you already had, the lipstick looked great. Right. It looked really good. And when I got home, I was like, What was I thinking? This was very shimmery. So we had a blast, me and her, she's seven, and we left with really lots of blush, and we're going to go back just for a date. Was, yeah, that's a great it was idea. a fun memory that she, I could see her That's a fun age. I can't wait up. for that. Yeah. yeah, it was really yeah. fun. Anyway, that's just a simple thing, but it made my entire week, and um, we're back into the routine of things, and I'm happy to be here on y'all's podcast. Thank you for well, being welcome. here. Welcome, welcome. Well, I mean, you guys have done this so many times together on your podcast or the Ellen show or <laughs> people magazine. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I, I would, I feel like normally I would give like a little intro of your story, but I feel like you guys will tell it better than I will, or probably already have kind of a layout of how you guys tell it or what you start with. I guess it starts with you yeah. technically, Sarah. Yeah. But yeah, you guys feel free to take it away and, and share with our listeners kind of your the biggest journey over the last handful of years. Oh my gosh, yeah. How long is this podcast? <laughs> How much detail should I give? Yeah, the we, overview, because we we'll do just have do the, lots of detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah do, do like an overview, because yeah. I would love people to... We'll do a quick overview. start listening to yours to get um, all the details. Yeah, because we go, we deep dive into specific moments of right. our journey on, the, on our podcast. Yeah. But I think it started... I was pregnant with Charlotte, who I just mentioned. She's five, or going to be five in May. Had her in 2017 yeah Mm -hmm. so kind of was at like the height of my corporate career and was like I just need a break I was uber postpartum six weeks after I delivered her I went back to work I do not recommend that (laughs) um was like I literally remember a moment I was like in the boardroom of executives and my boobs were like leaking and I was Mm -hmm. like I can't do this gotta go and I just like walked out but yeah, I just, I was super postpartum and didn't, couldn't really put, um, I never had a baby before, so I couldn't really pinpoint what was kind of wrong. Right, you don't even have the language to 
explain what yeah. you're feeling because it's all new yeah. feelings. Emotionally, it was yeah. just really hard. So I was like, I need a, a setback. I need to take a break. I need to rest. I need to be home. So I was home doing the stay-at-home mom life, loving it. Actually started to feel really good, started to feel a lot better. And when she was one, she turned one about a couple months after I left my job, I started feeling a lot better, but I was starting to have like this prolonged bleeding. I had a period that lasted like 35 days, which Jeez. is like, honestly, I look back at that and I'm like, what was I, did I not have like that? Why was I not alarmed? Why was I not alarmed? <laughs> right. But I had spent, you know, your postpartum, you bleed for what, like six weeks mm-hmm. after baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know how graphic I could get on this podcast. As graphic anyway. as you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so I talked to Kathy and she's, you know, women's health and um, kind of like been my walking web MD like my whole entire life. Like and she was like, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, she actually That's opposite. She, yeah. Well, she always validated. She had Ruthie already. So she'd had babies. She'd mm-hmm. had miscarriages. She always kind of validated like my postpartum feelings, but Mm -hmm. also was kind of like, hey, like you're far enough out of postpartum that a 35 day period is not normal. So long story short, went to the doctor. Um, My blood work said I was pregnant, which was wild to me because I I thought I was like, okay, wouldn't I know I had a miscarriage? You know, this is crazy. So then I was like, there's grief of that and I was like oh my gosh you know and then I got an ultrasound and there was no um, gestational sac or Mm -hmm. sign of a pregnancy so Mm -hmm. they sent me home with that medication to labor at home because they thought well maybe there's just like more that needs to happen nothing happened there anyway two two months of um, just question marks and blood work they decided to finally rush me into emergency surgery where Kathy came rushing to my side at St. Thomas Holding my hand, you know, they said... Emergency surgery because you were still just, like, bleeding consistently? Yeah. yeah. Like, what made the decision to be like, it's time to go to the hospital? Well, they couldn't figure out what was wrong and why my blood work was saying I was pregnant. And, like, my blood work, my HCG hormone, which detects pregnancy, was actually rising. But they couldn't find a sign of pregnancy. that's crazy. And so then they thought... The reason they rushed me into emergency surgery is they thought there was a pregnancy in my fallopian tube that okay. they couldn't see. Oh, okay. And they ectopic thought, okay, pregnancy. yeah, that they thought maybe I had an ectopic. So they were like, we just need to get in there, mm-hmm. do a DNC. What I didn't know at the time is they were sending tissue to a pathology report. They, I did not know that at the time. But anyway, at the hospital, Kathy came to rush by my side and, you know, the anesthesiology gal comes up they say they have extra blood on tap in case i need an emergency hysterectomy and i'm going like whoa like right. this went from a long period to like i'm having a hysterectomy anyway wow. and kathy's like trying to cover me richard's there but she says you know don't worry if, you know we were at the actually at the time where we were talking about growing our family so it was like at that weird moment where charlotte was one and we had been talking about it so all of this was happening at once and kathy's like you know well okay, if you wake up and you don't have a uterus anymore, I'll have your babies, don't worry. And I was like, can you imagine if that was true? <laughs> we just kind of laughed at it in the moment because mm-hmm. this is pre-diagnosis. Right. I didn't, it was just kind of like, this is wild. So I woke up from that surgery, it was fine. They did not give me a hysterectomy. One week later, I thought that I was moving on with my life. One week later, the doctor called me and said, you need to come into the office now. I was like, why? Everyone's favorite kind of phone call. Yeah, and I said, just tell me. Yeah, I said, just tell me now. I had Charlotte with me. She was one. We were doing a play date. And she said, no, you need to come in. 
So like pit in my stomach the entire way to St. Thomas Hospital. I get into my OB's office and she's like, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but I know you didn't see this coming, but we tested some tissue after the DNC and you have choriocarcinoma. And I didn't, she told, my OB was like, I didn't even know what that was. I'm like, okay, well that comforts me. Um, She said, (laughs) it's very rare and you get it from a pregnancy. And it's a cancer that starts in your uterus and there's a tumor in your uterus and you need to go immediately across the street to the oncology office, um, to Dr. Nick's office, who is my oncologist. And she handed me a sticky note and then said, I'm so sorry. And I like barely remember hearing what she said. It's like Mm -hmm. if everyone, anyone listening that's like been in one of those moments of like, it's like your senses are so heightened. You like remember every moment, but at the same time it's blurry. You're like floating above it kind of. Yeah. Just like. It's out of body. I know they're talking to me, but are they really talking to me? Yeah. Like I had the sticky note, which actually I found this sticky note when we were moving and I didn't know what to feel about it. Mm -hmm. I was like, do I burn it? Do I frame it? Do I frame it? Is it is it a symbol of like how far I come? But I cut it into little pieces and threw it in the trash, and I was like, "That feels good." Nice, felt, nice. That felt Bye. like a release. See ya. Anyway, which is like, why did I keep the sticky note? I don't know how I still had it, but anyway, what did it say? It was the address to the oncology okay. Sorry, office yeah. in the suite number. Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I I remember getting in the elevator and like I just was like staring at it. It's like my memory of the post-it. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy, but anyway, so. I was diagnosed with choriocarcinoma. I spent two years doing treatment. I mean, I went into my oncologist's office at that day, actually. this is I always appreciated this. My oncologist, who is specializes in GYN cancers, mm-hmm. um, works closely with my OB. And so she said, I remember Sarah. I was there during her surgery, which is like a wild God moment that, like, people kind of come into your life for a reason. You don't really know it. Like... Mm-hmm. It was just a wild thing that I was in her office a week later mm-hmm. as now her patient. But she was like, don't let Sarah go home with this news. Send her to my office. And she is like my own personal hero. But she she just totally gave me this comfort and sense of peace that day one. She was like, we don't know your staging yet. We haven't done scans. We don't know how we're going to tackle this. But we are. And she was like, you know, you leave all of the treatment and all of the medical stuff up to me. I got this. Like, she was like, just this, like, You're not in this alone. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so what I needed because no one could really, you just, you just want somebody to tell you you're going to be okay. And no one can really do that. But I appreciated that as a physician to where she was so confident in what she does that, like, she took that on her shoulders and off of mine. And then she gave me a job. Like, she was like, you worry about what you're putting in your mind yeah who you're surrounding yourself with Mm -hmm. like she gave me all these other jobs that i needed because you just like feel so out of control right so i still i always appreciate that anyway i went straight into treatment kathy and i work with the chick mission who works with cancer patients to preserve their fertility before treatment um now they're awesome they're on our podcast but um i didn't have that time i just there wasn't time so i did treatment immediately I mean, to wrap it up, to like hurry up the story, it was working for a while and, and then it wasn't. My blood work was kind of like going yeah, back. I, I feel like I remember you kind of going into, didn't you kind of go into remission at one mm-hmm. point and then I was, back into I it? I actually rang the bell, um, did the cancer-free yeah, moment right, right. Um, right before Christmas in 2018. 
So I'd completed, I had like five chemotherapy drugs. I did overnight stays in the hospital. Hadn't completely lost my hair. I lost it, but like still had a like a little bit of a buzz. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I never in a million years thought I would have to deal with cancer again once I rang the bell. Right. Um, I think mentally I had like someone going through something like like I had to be in that mindset. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't ever let myself go to like, well, what if? I mean, Kathy and I talk about this a lot. It's like where that was kind of where like the high of fighting were off. Like we we got really weary mm-hmm. when my cancer came back in January right, of 2019 because right. I rang the bell, was cancer free, went back, went to Christmas, celebrated being cancer free and just like with my family. And then that first appointment back, my Dr. Nick, my oncologist was like, I'll, I honestly, I always say this was, it was harder to hear this than the actual cancer diagnosis because yeah, yeah. that really rocked, like really rocked me to my core. Well, you've um, already, you know what, I know what, what it's like to go through the treatment. Yeah. So you've already, it was like, like an extra defeat that yeah. I was like, I know what I'm going to have to face again. And right. it was still, so, the trauma was still so fresh anyway. So when I had to do treatment again, they altered my drugs. It was the same kind of like chemo every week on and off in the hospital every other week. But in 2019, when I did it again, I lost all my hair, every, like all my eyebrows, all my eyelashes. That's when we find, they finally had the conversation of hysterectomy. So in an eerie turn of events, a year and a half later, Kathy and I found ourselves like in the same Mm -hmm. scenario that we did pre-diagnosis where she's standing by my bedside, I'm getting prepped for the OR, the hysterectomy is happening and she's like, Hey, do you remember what I said to you a year and a half ago? I mean it. I mean it. I really do mean it. I got it. And so, like, I think that in the moment, and Kathy can take over the story from here, but, like, it was just, I don't even know. Not that we ever really thought that it would happen, It really and truly, like, Mm -hmm. in our core. I mean, maybe Kathy did. You'll have to hear her side. But I think for me, it was, like, I just needed, it was such a dark place for me in that season that I just needed any kind of sliver of hope. So even her just saying that, just it gave me like just a hope of a future. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't really going to happen, it was just like, oh, there would be a possibility I could grow my family. Right. Okay, let me picture my growing family. Oh, let me picture me in the future with my family. And it was like me picturing the future of it is like, I think was like huge for me in that time and helped me not get so like lost mm-hmm. in the hole of like where I was at. Despair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, take over. I'm talking really too much. <laughs> no, 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 you it's did good. You did it's good. A lot. Yeah, so Sarah had her hysterectomy in February, and then she had a handful months of really hard chemo. Those were definitely the hardest months um, mm-hmm. of Sarah hardly walking from her bed to her bathroom without help. I mean, it was tar- It was really hard. Then she rang the cancer-free bell again, mm-hmm. and that year Sarah spent a lot of time healing and us as her family supporting her we didn't really talk about surrogacy because it was like too fresh it was too fresh and the cancer had come back once before so we were living in this questionable limbo yeah season of like can we move forward with our lives can sarah move forward with our lives can we talk about this surrogacy thing that we've thrown around a couple times i was gonna ask what was it like ringing you the bell the second time did you have like a different were you more nervous about Mm -hmm. it or like less unsure was it less exciting you're just like is yeah i think the hardest 
like the first time I rang the bell, it was just like this like empowering moment that I want to say that when I would love to say I had the entire time. But the second time was like, it was healing in a sense that I let all the feelings of fear and like doubt, like feel those feelings because I'm the type of person that doesn't like to feel. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that I let myself go there because it was just like, it was needed and healing. But yeah, I think that the mental, I had to really work on like my mental state. I remember asking my doctor the day I rang the bell was my last appointment where I could just go. And I didn't have to come back for treatment the next week. And it was like, there's something kind of comforting in the in the treatment, sort mm-hmm. of, because it was like, oh, there's a plan. But when I rang the bell the second time, I was like, okay, I just go now. Like, it was right, like waiting just for wait the, and see. Yeah, yeah. So it was like waiting for the other shoe to drop moment. And I had to really, like Kathy said, I mean, it took me about a year. It was like baby steps. I remember her, I was like, I don't under, I don't know if I can just like go live like how do I do that like I want to live my life but like I don't know how to get out from under Mm -hmm. this like feeling of trauma and like fear and so I think that it took a while for me because she was like you just go live it was like simple in her mind and she helped me as much as she could but it was yeah that was like probably your doctor said that not me (laughs) I'm just clarifying I just like that she gives you credit for all the all the things my doctor doctor she probably said it a lot more poetic but she was like simply saying like this is your chance you go live like it was powerful but also like terrifying right right yeah, so just by so many miracles, Sarah's cancer-free Yay! Today. Yeah. And in 2020, of all years, Sarah was feeling better, and we started having the conversation again about surrogacy. So just my background is in women's health, and I have two kids. And so when we were having this conversation, I was like, when we were actually having this conversation for mm-hmm. real... I had a three, four-year-old, and my husband and I were done having our own. But I love being pregnant. I mean, so I'm one of those, like, really annoying mm-hmm. people. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> love it. I love it. pregnancy. I love it. It's cool. She, you're it's our cool. first one. I know. Yeah, I'm like, I literally am like, I love my children. But, but they're the best. It's, this is why she needs to have another one, which is why I'm like. Sarah's like, you can do surrogacy again? I'm like, no. No, your own, baby. Oh, my own. Yeah, let's have to get my the husband third, on board with the third, <laughs> the third stoner. Yeah. I'll just adopt more dogs. Mm-hmm. By the no, way, love- Kathy's last name is Stoner. We're not saying okay. she has stoner children. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should, yeah. <laughs> clarify that i know it's the best uh it, i married into it so i like it a lot <laughs> yeah my husband's like oh my god <laughs> yeah so i love it all of the world i'm plugged in a lot to the mommy baby world for my career and so i was really excited i was like oh, i really hope this is something i get to do mm-hmm. but we definitely waited until the moment was right um and then once we knew sarah was going to be okay which was always priority number one we started having the conversation further, and I went to Sarah's appointment with her, her one-year cancer-free appointment, and we asked the doctor if it was a safe thing for me to do. We said, we're, we're thinking about this. I would like to do this for Sarah, but we know that you know, this is a pregnancy-related cancer, so we have all these other odd questions that we didn't know mm-hmm. we had. And she gave us the green light. She said, this is people who have choriocarcinoma go on to have healthy pregnancies of their own if they mm-hmm. keep their uterus. So we continued forward with fertility appointments. Sarah does still have her ovaries. She had a partial hysterectomy, which I don't know if we said. So mm-hmm. yeah. she still has her eggs, which was amazing. And and my doctor, when we went in that, to that appointment, so... You know, Kathy said, if you have had choriocarcinoma and still have your uterus where you don't have a hysterectomy, you can go on to try to, for another baby. But you, the year, it has to be a 12-month mark before you try again. Mm-hmm. And then nor- for normal 
cancer patients who have had chemo, usually they want to wait six months post-chemo for egg retrieval or anything right. like that. So I was way in the clear, but yes. I think that we were ready we were mentally. Re- yeah. mm-hmm. we Kathy were like, was like, wasn't joking. So we were like, looking <laughs> forward. And like yeah. four conversations just about, all right, wait, are wait. we really talking about oh, that? Oh, we had so many conversations <laughs> like that, Joy. Like... Our like, husbands, too. Yeah, we had to bring that. that. At some point, we realized, wait, we actually need to bring the boys into this conversation. Because right. oh, yeah. Sarah and I talk all the time. Right. And our husbands are close, but they don't talk. They I have mean, no it, idea what's going on. What the plan is. <laughs> and at first, we were yeah. saying our baby, like, at yeah. the beginning. Yeah, I'm I like that. And they were like, you guys got to stop. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I love when y'all say that. It's actually, like, me and Richard's baby. So. I kept going, our baby. I mean, your baby. Yeah. Before Sarah had her hysterectomy to go back to, I did talk to my husband. And I said, you know... I have, this is going to be the craziest thing I'll ever ask you. Before Sarah goes into her surgery, I would love to offer this, even if it doesn't work out, like she said, mm-hmm. to give them this opportunity and this hope, I think would help her get through this surgery. It was going to be hard. And he is a man of few words. He <laughs> speaks if it's important. So I'm always like, say something, say something. Um, and he said Love well quality of him. i do yeah. too he thinks before he speaks and he's I an don't. observer yeah mm-hmm. it's a good a lesson learned right there we always have to learn from <laughs> alex but he was quiet and he said well my first thought is absolutely and i was like oh my gosh okay so i cry and he cried and i said he said but then i think about having a pregnant wife and right. what our family would be involved in and dynamics with us and sarah and richard and doing this together and i have questions but my initial response is yes. So we said before they had their surgery, we'd like to do this. And it took about a year to actually all four of us sit down and say, is this something we're going to do? Mm-hmm. And Sarah and Richard had to go through egg retrieval and make some healthy embryos first, which we didn't know what that was going to be like because Sarah had been through some serious right. chemo. And it was amazing. I mean, they they were like, you may get one embryo. And Sarah got three healthy embryos, which mm-hmm. was a miracle. And this was all 2020. So we had to like all take turns at the doctor. Oh, gosh, and, like, yeah. Everything yeah. was egg delayed. Retrie- yeah. I get, wow. I did egg retrieval kind of in private. Like, like Kathy said, they, they like to get 20 eggs mm-hmm. when you do retrieval, which I hadn't, I didn't know anything about IVF and they got five. And I remember her being like, this is a really expensive experiment. Yeah. And Richard's <laughs> like, okay, whoa, like we're going to do egg retrieval and circus. And like, this is crazy. But yeah, we were blown away and blessed by those healthy embryos. Yeah, yeah. and I was glad. I was like, just more than one, more than one, because I did right. feel like. Ugh. So after <laughs> yeah. we knew they had some healthy backup, ones, yeah, yeah we, I started the screening process. And to be a surrogate, you have to go through some serious screening, uh, physical, psychological. We had to do counseling, all four of mm-hmm. us together, and legal, and that wow. took some months. Um, and just we just just like prayed through it. We're like, okay, if this is supposed to happen, like, yeah, just like one appointment thing. at a time, one being like, okay, well, then if we get the green light. After this, mm-hmm. okay, if no one's feeling uncomfortable yet, we'll just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. That's exactly what we, we did. Actually, that was the whole process. That until, was it. Until, I mean, Kathy was, like, really pregnant. We're like, all right, we're doing it, guys. I think it's, it's happening. I think it's real. <laughs> I think it's happening. Yeah. Kathy looks a little pregnant. Yeah. I was like, y'all day. are taking yeah. this baby, right? You know? <laughs> yes. uh, so, yeah, oh, we gosh. had to go through the whole thing, and we did embryo trans- transplant. 
transfer. Transfer. Oh my gosh, I was like, that's not the right word. I did it to myself. <laughs> I would have bought it. Yeah, bought it. Transfer. <laughs> and it was just me and Sarah in the room, and it was just like honestly the most amazing mm-hmm. process. It was just so precious and so sweet. We got to watch the embryo just like literally carry her son in a little petri dish, and we watched him go in the in the in my uterus on a screen. It just was incredible. It was the coolest experience. I and Richard wasn't in the room because mm-hmm. it was COVID, so just me. And so I think it was really special for just Kathy and I. Yeah. yeah. And I always look for like weird signs. I just like I think that's cool. Um, the embryologist had our birthday, and oh wow, I don't know. It was just like a cool moment. The, the yeah. doctor was listening to James Taylor, and we're just like, so, it was real oh, chill, oh, so cool. Funny. And what James Taylor song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet Caroline. Yes, yeah, Sweet Caroline. <sighs> and I don't know. It was just like was, this yeah. weird moment it's of an like odd way to have to make a baby, but it was yeah, it's incredible. Did you implant um, just one? embryo yes okay. good question yeah they actually we worked with natural fertility mm-hmm. and they actually now only will implant one embryo oh, wow. and anybody doing ivf because if you implant two it's like naturally a high-risk pregnancy mm-hmm. so especially for surrogates they won't like sign you up for a high-risk pregnancy so we just did one so the other, are the other two frozen somewhere they exist they frozen they okay. did they on the ice. Two little sharp. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah, do you know, know if it's the bo- <laughs> oh, boys. Oh no, Kathy wouldn't do it again. Um, there's a boy and a girl. I know we get like so ovation. It's so strange. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. But then I look at John Ryder and I feed him at night and I cuddle with him and I'm like, I don't know. I can't like get rid of these. Yeah, videos. it's it's um, and I'm it's still paying for their storage. Is that so weird to say? No, not at no. all. No, that's no, that's what normal. we just had. Uh, um, Tyler, who was our guest a couple episodes ago, still has she some has eggs frozen, and she's like, "What yeah. do I like? You they're out the there. We have to like make decisions on yeah. what happens to these at some point." Well, I the snowflake adoption is like you know where you can like donate your embryos. Oh, yeah, so that's, that's awesome. really really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, Richard also. I feel like Kathy and I are so like, let's help women, and like our husbands, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can y'all just chill out yeah, for a minute? Richard's like, there. can we just pump the brakes? Like, <laughs> like, are we gonna have like two children out there in the world? He doesn't want John Ryder to be like the Truman Show. <laughs> oh yeah. Now after the People magazine shoot, he was like, right, all right, all right I'm, I'm drawing the line. He was like, you no guys can make it about you and Kathy, but like, uh, we're not gonna make John Ryder like Truman, like a little Truman, <laughs> like the Truman Show. That's I'm like, amazing. I know, I know. But now that he's here, I am like protective of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of compassionate? I think it's compassionate transfer. Like oh. whenever you like when you're past the age that you would want to have a kid, then I think they implant them and they just I don't know become part of you again. Maybe. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. Um, I kind of love that. So they just like go back into your body. They just yeah. You just Does, don't have. I don't know exactly, but I guess dissolve. I'm not sure. That's yeah. really sweet. Yeah. I yeah. love that, actually. Love that. Yeah. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to look that up. But yeah, we did transfer, and we found out like 10 days later that I was pregnant. The nurse called both of us, and Sarah just came to my house. We, I was, we didn't know what else to do. Like, go to my house. I was hugging and crying, and yeah. Yeah, and so it honestly was a pretty easy pregnancy. My, Like I said, I'm one of those annoying people that really like mm-hmm. pregnancy. Um, it was honestly the best to be pregnant with Sarah. So what I say, like she was like, it's nice to have a partner who has been through pregnancy before. Yeah. Like she was literally like, she would notice that I was green and right. show up with food. And buy, she bought me like pajama sets from Target like once a month because she didn't know what else to do. Right. You know, she's like, here yeah. go, pajamas. Uh, <laughs> I was like, know. what do I do? How do, how I, do, I, how do I, I be involved? <laughs> 
it was just the two of us at every appointment. Richard wasn't able to come until the 28-week ultrasound where we checked on John Ryder and make sure he was great. Our kids were very involved, and it just was a family affair. It was an incredible mm-hmm. pregnancy. We went on a baby moon together. The four of us mm-hmm. went to Mexico. Ugh. I think around that time, too, is when it started to become real for Richard that, like, he had a son on the way. Yeah. It started to get real for Alex because he started to feel like he had a pregnant wife Mm -hmm. and he had to, like, also attend to. But, like, how Kathy was saying, like, even though I wasn't pregnant with John Ryder, I'd had a baby before and there was some kind of really cool sister motherhood bond that we had during the pregnancy that was really really special i think yeah Yeah. it was definitely uncharted territory which is honestly why we started our podcast because we i mean especially tennessee like surrogacy isn't as common as it is in other areas of the country so we had like we looked for what what do we do when we first started and we had no idea right so not much information out there yeah and a lot of times there's information but it's very clinical like we wanted to hear like from people who had done it right so that's why we started that during our pregnancy but yeah, it was an inc- it was a great pregnancy, and I loved it. We decided to induce John Ryder at 39 weeks. I was very ready. I had never been induced before. We decided for it to be a very calm birth because Sam, my second, was born like an hour and a half after he got to the hospital. Oh. Like his birth with the birth was very chaotic and almost like had him in the car. Well, so and she did it all natural, which mm-hmm. is like OMG. And I was like. <laughs> One, that's incredible. Number two, I was like, I it's enough that you're carrying John yeah, Ryder for right, me. Right. Like, let's give you as much meds. Right. Like, let's please. Like, I want this to be, like, calm. And, yeah. Did yeah. you I mean, have a good... Is that why you guys induced just to eliminate any... Yeah, yeah. Any and type of like, does it have a, uh, just yes. anything? It yeah. was just, there yeah. were so many people involved too. Like yeah. all four of us were in the room. So Alex, my husband, of course, Sarah and Richard and me. And so all four of us, the boys needed off work. Like we didn't want it to feel rushed and chaotic. Right. Of course, we didn't want either of John Ryder's parents to miss his birth. Right. Like, I, was I was like, like oh Kathy's my God. third baby. What if he <laughs> slips out in the like driveway? <laughs> Richard was like, I can't miss his birth. You know, so we just, we wanted <laughs> like, it, like we needed to plan as much as <laughs> yeah, we could. Right. to schedule and we're such plan i am yeah. so type a such planners we both are kind of yeah and so it felt good to not yeah. to take away the mm-hmm. like the unknowns yeah. yeah and it was great it was a super smooth incredible birth like it was so calm because i got i didn't even feel like i was laboring and then around five or six centimeters they were like let's break your water and i was like well if you're gonna break your water my water like let me get an epidural and so they did all that at the same time and mm-hmm. he was born maybe an hour and a half later yeah. and he sped I mean, up pushed twice wow. I pushed two times and nice. he was here oh, yeah. Class, yeah. They were like, the classic push. third baby Class. double push yeah <laughs> double push <laughs> double deep breaths I've heard tales <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's uh, my mom says I literally just like uh, slipped, slipped out, out. Yeah. yeah third baby <laughs> but honestly it was so sweet because Alex was like very uh, it was really sweet to see his support of Kathy yeah yeah because he was holding one leg I was holding one leg Richard was like right next to me on the. I mean, he's like, this is my sister, but right. like, am I? How much am I allowed to watch? Yeah, he's like, the day of, I was like in the mesh undies and the big, and I was like, listen, Richard, we're just gonna go ahead and say like you're gonna see everything today, and we'll move past it tomorrow. Like, yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. we'll it deal is. with that on a different yeah. day, I'm a different like, podcast. Guys, we've known each other since we were seventeen. <laughs> yeah. We've seen each other at our worst. Your son is being born. Vagina, it's fine. I said it probably looks like Sarah's. Yeah, exactly. It's probably very similar. 
Um, it, oh God, it was so sweet, though. Yeah, I it cut was the amazing. cord. Sarah cut the cord. He went straight to Sarah um, after she cut the cord, and they got to bond for like two straight hours yeah. before we did anything. And but we stayed in the room, which yeah. I think was really important. Yeah, I think my biggest fear with all of it for with Kathy was just like any post- fallout for her. Yeah, afterwards. just postpartum. Yeah. Because, like, we're so connected, her and I, and, like, anything I feel, she feels, and vice versa. And so, essentially, we were on, like, these two different journeys, but also the same journey. And so, I think it was nice to all kind of be in the same room Mm -hmm. afterwards. And, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a golden hour for all of us. We were all, like, on freaking cloud nine. Yeah. Yeah. And John Ryder was here. I felt like I had done my job that I had signed up for. That you wanted to do a really good job at. I did it. I did it. (laughs) I did a really good job. Look at him. Like, I felt such pride. Yeah. I was like, I did it. He's here. Yeah. And And I probably always feel that way with John Ryder. Oh, yeah. I see him and I'm like, look at his strong as neck is. (laughs) She's like, I ate a lot of spinach in the limb. (laughs) And I'm like, thank you, Kathy. Like, his eyes are so blue. Like, I literally have nothing to do with any of that. But I will feel genetics. But I don't know. Take what you can get. I'll take what I can get. Well, I just think about, like, my first thought was, what an amazing way for you you to feel like I can't imagine how helpless you felt Sarah's entire cancer journey and you feeling like there's nothing I can do yeah to help or you know I mean yes there were things you could do to help obviously she feels that you helped but for you to feel like you have it gave you some closure on watching her grieve through all of that it 100% I I love that yeah it did I mean it's hard because when you're especially someone really close to you is so sick I mean you can like bring some food but maybe food doesn't taste good you know it's like everything there's nothing you can do to actually make things better uh and this it was just the sweetest most healing thing Mm -hmm. ever to see my sister be a mom again and when we didn't think that that was going to be a thing you know yeah it was incredible and it still is and it feels like a wild dream now that it's and it's kind of real real, weird but i think it was honestly healing for all of us in our own way Mm-hmm. Like Kathy would spend the night with me in the hospital, which is the same hospital John Ryder would give birth to. Mm-hmm. So like, That's crazy, you know, she would spend the night with me in the hospital and like try to get me to like sit up and feel better. And so I think that when John Ryder was born, it was like this, like you said earlier, this like crazy science pregnancy that we did together, but also this crazy spiritual moment where you could kind of see God's hand through all of it. And just a sweet healing and that life like there's moments where I thought like how can life be better again Mm -hmm. you know and so in those moments I think right after birth and you know through the pregnancy it was just like a really incredible spiritual journey as well not just like going through the pregnancy so it was really really sweet and still is it's Mm -hmm. kind of like it's a blast he's six months now he just turned seven months seven months Mm -hmm. how how has uh life with two been Oh man! <laughs> any I, it's any hard, regrets? No, it's hard to. I, it's I, all Kathy's fault. Yeah, I. I don't. This is all I've ever wanted. So like, it's hard to answer this question because I don't want to seem right. Like, you know, well, that's like, what I'm can't. curious about because the the reality of having kids is still the reality of having two yeah, kids. And regardless. I was wondering, yeah, if you have like an extra mental struggle between like, no, I must be grateful every second oh, of yeah. every day, or I'm failing. Well, think about life too. Like yeah. even bad days. Like, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's like, I am still grateful for this bad day, right, like 100%. Right. But at 
bad day is still still a a freaking bad day. Like, I'm still human. I think, honestly, our family is so happy. Like, John Ryder is, I can't imagine, and people always, always say this, you probably feel this about Penny, like, can't imagine not having this child in our family. Right. As soon as they're there, you're like, oh, you're well, like, yeah, oh, you, you were always supposed like, to be here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, going from the adjustment of Kathy warned me about this. She was like, okay, going from one to two is like, it's all hands on deck. What I didn't prepare for was like me and Richard's kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say backsliding, but just like, well, you've got two, you've got equal number of kids now. Yeah. So yes. someone's always with one. a kid. Yeah, yeah, you take this one, I take this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you're, what's week. left over at the end of the day for each other is yeah. just significantly diminished than when you just yeah. had the one. And we were like very, you know, we had kind of like healed a little bit of that like relationship we'd had that was like, you know, I spent a year in bed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I mean, how connected could we be right. during that, especially yeah. when I had treatment? So we were coming off this like really year where we were really connected and then going from one to two, I didn't expect, there's some days where I'm like, have we spoken to each other? (laughs) (laughs) Did you, or (laughs) we laughed the other night because we tried to finish a sentence five times and then he finally said, I'll text you. And I'm like, that's where we are. Like the kids pulling you apart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Charlotte would interrupt. Or John yep. Ryder. John Ryder is like literally an angel. Right. He just sits there and smiles. But like yeah. John Ryder's, I mean, Charlotte and my five-year-old was like interjecting. And he'd be like, but, I, but he's like, I'll just text you. I'm like, that's where we are in our season of marriage. Yeah. And that's fine. We just yeah. need to realize it and just have plan dates more or something without the yeah. kids. I don't know. That but, yeah. happened uh, that. yesterday. I was talking to Jeremy and Penny was just like, just he was holding her and she was being loud and he's like I don't know why you're even trying to talk I can't I can't just hear stop you. talking you no me. this is a pointless conversation we're having it's so true I mean kids yeah wow but I mean yeah I mean he's everything I ever wanted and more so it's really it's like that kind of stuff yeah. just yeah. ends up I have a different perspective probably than other people but I don't know it's yeah. being a mom is hard being a human is hard but I think I'll still be grateful for like Really shitty days too. Yeah, of course. Can I say shitty on here? Yes, oh. yes, you can. You can say anything you anything want. Anything you really want. Leap yeah. out. <laughs> no, um, Kathy, how are you? Six, seven months out. Yes, thank you. Um, I feel great. I feel really good. My postpartum experience was definitely something I was like, you know, I, I was definitely ready for because I'd done it before. But I have clearly, it's like, it's like even pregnancy together, we didn't really know how to prepare for because we'd never been done a surrogacy journey before but postpartum was much easier than I anticipated Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I went home had a baby (laughs) it was planned and all the things like we said and went home and I slept oh yeah you're like you're like Mm, this oh. is actually like way better. Yeah, I was like uh, we were like I like passed the baton to Sarah because then all of a sudden she wasn't sleeping. Yeah, but I it's interesting. It's like I slept, I ate, I didn't move my booty from the bed for five days. I mm. did pump, but I was had that by my bed. It's much different than like pumping and changing a diaper and then yep. also feeding and then you know, the milk supply and the wound care and like everything yep. that you're doing postpartum felt much much easier because yeah, I you're was only rested. worrying about yourself. Yeah. Yes, I was only yeah. worrying about myself, and so it made me think like, what if postpartum for women is just sleep deprivation versus mm-hmm. postpartum totally. hormones? Hundred percent. I had a couple days where I cried, like bluey days, yeah. probably like honestly exhaustion because yeah. we had f- I four days postpartum. We shot for People magazine. Right. Yeah. And what people and, don't realize is like when the cameras left and everything, we like all just like bald crying we in just our driveway. Burst into tears. We're like, did they get this on 
the picture? Did they get the picture? Yeah. <laughs> we looked great, but we were so tired. And I was oh, like, yeah. bye, John Ryder. See you later. You know, it just, it felt exhausting. Yeah. And then the next day I felt exhausted. And then it went away. And then I slept and I cared for myself. And my mental health felt good. My physical health went, I went, you know, I just, I he- actually physically healed much faster mm-hmm. because I was sleeping and eating. And so yeah. it was it was actually a much easier postpartum than expected. I pumped for about six weeks and then I felt done with that. Were you worried about on the emotional side of surrogacy or were you not worried about it because you're like, what's well, my twin sister? This baby's going to be in my life yes. all the time. So did you kind of not really even think about that or did you have to kind of mentally prepare I, for some possibilities in like, you know, in all the appointments right. and stuff mm-hmm. that you guys had to do leading up to it. I mentally prepared, I guess, but mainly the whole time I was glad that I wasn't bringing a baby home. Yeah. You know, like if yeah. you had two babies, you <laughs> yeah. know, I was like, I'm doing the pregnancy part. Right. And then and I'm you done. S- and you start from the very beginning, like the before I was pregnant with John Ryder, I knew he was Sarah's, you know, right. so it, it's like you mentally prepare, but you don't really have to yeah. force that mental preparation. I was more concerned about what my hormones would do that I didn't have control over, mm-hmm. you know, but I felt very in control of like expecting what was going to happen and looking forward to passing John Ryder to Sarah. Like yeah. you sign up for surrogacy for that moment, for the right. moment that John Ryder's in the babies in Sarah's arms. Yeah. So I was so ready for that. And so I had to kind of mentally prepare for like, what is my body going to do that I have no control over? But I think that's where the sleep, I was like, oh, this is, this is much easier than I, yeah. than I thought. So um, it, I, I let myself off the hook. I gave myself kind of the fall to just ease into life again and mm-hmm. take a break from things. We took a break from the podcast. We mm-hmm. took care we of took ourselves. We took the summer to just like, yeah, summer, fall. I was trying to sleep like an hour yeah. a day <laughs> and Kathy was like looking better and better by the way. Yeah, she looked incredible. And I was, I was like, like wait, you just wait. had the baby and why do you look better than me? Yeah, oh, oh, one this is not how this was supposed to go. Shoots, I'm like, well, Oh, like, how can I explain that I'm the one that didn't have the baby? Um, but I was honestly so blown away at Kathy's postpartum experience. I think that I was probably more nervous than her mm-hmm. with just like, I don't know. It's just the it, unexpected. Yeah. yeah. It's the like, unexpected. Like, is, is she going to feel so well, You would feel like it, not like it was your fault, but you would feel some responsibility when, if she did have a really hard postpartum. Oh, so yeah. you're going to be more... Yeah. wanting to make sure that and she's okay. And then I okay. knew, like, I was very present during the pregnancy, but I knew, like, postpartum, there'd be a moment where, like, I would have to focus on John Ryder as a mom of a newborn. Right. And a piece of me during the pregnancy, like, would leave her. Yes. Yeah, so I think that I was wrestling with some, I mean, like, it was, like, pre-guilt. Like, yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But I think we both had moments throughout the pregnancy where we would, like, ebb and flow of emotions. Like, it was so sweet and amazing, but, like, it was nice because we weren't, when one of us was having, like, a tearful, emotional day, the other one was, like, okay. You know, mm-hmm. like, we kind of, like, yeah. ebbed and yeah. flowed. Yeah. And we were really gracious of each other, I think, too. And Kathy was incredible surrogate. Like, I think she... she was. Yeah, I mean, obviously. But I think she was in tune to my emotions, too. Like, at the beginning, where I was, like, feeling sort of, like, pre-post... No, prepartum. I don't know. Where I was like, how do I connect? Like, yeah. what's my role? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm watching... Kathy grow my child like how do I what do I do you know she was like very gracious of like we had to hold space and there's still grief for Sarah Mm -hmm. I mean I I, for me to grow her child and her have that loss even though she knew that was the only way 
we had to hold space for each other for that and that mm-hmm. was probably yeah. yeah same with her postpartum we had to yeah. be like okay if you feel a certain way like yeah. feel it mm-hmm. let's talk about it yeah um, it's uncharted territory we talked actually we're having lunch with um another sister couple at the first week of april and they're one of us having their baby yeah they're due like in May or something. something. Yeah, they were like, "What do we? How do we navigate like the birthing room?" We were like, yeah. "Oh, well, we'll tell you what we did." We did yeah. So it's. I cool. just was like everybody, come on in. Yeah, I was like, "How <laughs> private are you?" Yeah, is right. not. But it's been cool to connect with these women after mm-hmm. our experience that are like, "Hey, we read your story. We're doing yeah. this. Yeah. This is my sister. I can't have children because of this reason." Yeah. And so it's been just a, I don't know, like a sort of a different calling that we didn't expect yeah for sure to inherit did you guys start the podcast and that led to more exposure of your story or what what came first as far as people magazine like how, uh, what was yeah, the progression started, of that we started the podcast and actually the very first like press we got was the tennessean it's crazy like one of my random neighbors i'm pretty sure this is how it happened but one of my random like single older man <laughs> neighbors who like I think is angry and is like called the cops multiple times on like balls <laughs> in his yard like that kind of right. person Dennis the um, minute what's yeah, the guy's yes, name yes Mr. Wilson that's who I picture yeah <laughs> no that's him that's it it's, it's accurate he nominated me for like a or both of us for like a Mother's Day thing last year so it was like Aww. May last year we'd had the podcast since March and then the Tennessean wrote our story and then after that it just picked well, up. Yeah, people up, yeah. it, it picked up, yeah. So we told our story probably 12 times in the summer. And I was, like, very pregnant. At some point, I was like, Sarah, you got this one. You got this one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm tired. Once July came, Kathy was like, <laughs> I was like out. okay, we have Tapping a Zoom out. tomorrow at 8. And she's like... She's like, I'm sending yeah. you a calendar invite. And I'm like, I'm going to decline. <laughs> Kathy's like, okay, Sarah, I'm tapped out. Like, yeah. this is the moment. Like... I'm tapped out. I'm like, okay. So we took a break. Yeah. And Sarah kind of, I took over kind of postpartum. We did take a break from everything. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how it started. Tennessean. That is amazing. Wait. Okay. Well, we'll, I guess I'll get to Ellen, but I wanted to say (laughs) in congruence with Ellen, because I think it was the same trip or why you guys were there. But before we get to pop culture corner, um, we have to hear, we have to hear you guys uh, meeting Ryan Gosling. You guys. Oh, what? I won't recover. I I will not recover. Like the the story you guys just heard is great and all and like mind blowing (laughs) or whatever. But whatever. Getting to the real reason that you guys are on the podcast. You can edit like the first half of this and we'll just start edit. Start with Ryan. (laughs) Because that's like the real first name. But you guys went to there to. We weren't on at the Ellen show. We right. did. We did like participate in the Ellen's Mother's Day. We were nominated to participate in Mother's right, Day. Right, but that was over year. Zoom. Yeah, right? it was like a COVID. They time. weren't doing yeah. a yeah. real audience at that time. Still, it was amazing. But this time, we just went to be in the studio audience, okay. which was really fun. And we Kevin in, Hart was the guest. Yeah, it was we, fun. No we big had a deal. Great time. We literally, it was such a mom life, guys. We were there for one night. We went to L.A. for a night. <laughs> yeah, and my mom was it. like, that's a really far. And we were, I was like, no, I get to watch two movies. Yeah. And, like I constantly. Saw, I on think the plane. Yeah. yeah. If I don't have my yeah. kids with me, it's like a six-day vacation. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> like, like how incredible. How many Southwest drinks tickets can you give us? <laughs> I saw the meme right before the trip where it was like the mom hanging on the wing of the airplane from the outside <laughs> of the plane. And it said, this is how bad I need a vacation. And I was like, that was a full scene. Because we were like, yes, absolutely. We'll be there. Yeah, yeah. we'll be there for like, one day. Yeah, there's like we three different times night. this this year that I'm like, yeah, we need to do that for one night. Eric's like, what are you talking <laughs> no, about? Yeah, worth, like, it, worth it, worth it, worth it. 
So, yeah, we went to per- just be in the studio audience, Ellen. We had a great time. Um, we filled our one day that we were there to the brim. Mm-hmm. And the first place we stopped was a little luncheon area. And we were, it was one of those places where you stand in line to order and then you go sit down. And standing next to us <laughs> this was impressive. actually the Ryan Gosling. And we Googled his tattoos. We were like, is it really him? Is it really him? Because he had his Google big, like, first of all, let me give on. a description okay. because this is, this, this is very important. This is important. Okay. So we were at this little French cafe. It was on the grounds of Warner Brothers. So we had like time for a quick bite before we went to the Ellen show. And I will say the Ellen show, Kathy and I were like, we're excited to actually go because the Mother's Day special that we did was all virtual. Mm-hmm. And we were the in the special audience. So we, it was cool. We got like all these free gifts and it was amazing my face hurt from yeah (laughs) we got like ellen stuff delivered to our house for like a month it was really cool but we were excited to actually be in la because i had never spent time in la before and it was just a brief time so we're with two of our friends and one of them is like guys that looks like ryan gosling and he had (laughs) guys the the worn boots everybody the rolled up jeans she had like a floral button up Kathy, like, Kathy like can't like stay still in her seat just floral, hearing the story. Again. Floral button up, like, like, like blushing. Honestly, like his, this is like too much detail, but his like no, no, shoulder sleeves is. were like, but like buttoned. Like, no, not no. buttoned, but like rolled up over his bicep. Yeah, and yeah. then he had like this dog, the dog tags. Uh huh. Ooh, I was hot. like, is it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are those in? Hot. Are those in? Right now? Real, like, they, they are now, heavy. Joy. They, they are like, now. They look like really like You've heard it here first. 100% dissecting is out. And then, honestly, he had an N95 mask on. Uh-huh. And he was getting like 500. This is also important because mm-hmm. it's now my new favorite drink because mm-hmm. he drinks it. Mm-hmm. He Go was on. getting from the cooler <laughs> the... Um, Topo Chico's, but the grapefruit flavor, okay, which mm. I didn't know existed, and uh-uh. so I was gonna get one, but he took all of them. Ooh. So I think he was like getting Son lunch. Of a bitch. I know. <laughs> I hate this because guy. Because he left, he left in the N95 bag, and my friends are like, Kathy, everybody's like, it's him. We googled his tattoos. That's him. And I was like, Can I get the grapefruit Topo Chico? Sorry, it was Marion Gosling just let, and they were out, so he took them all. But all right, I'm gonna take over. So yeah. this is what happened. <laughs> Okay, but I was getting to that because he was standing there okay. forever ordering to-go he food was, for, was. like, the crew. Because he's we so were, generous. Yeah, that's what I was trying that's, to... Thank you for point. reminding me of, like, where <laughs> yes, I was going right, with this. Right, right. Why is he getting food exactly, for, like, Exactly, not like a PA crew? or... No, like, right. yes. he's so generous. Yeah. He's one of the nicest people I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Personally. I mean, we text... Yeah. So, so Sarah is the boldest of all of us, and so she's like, excuse me... Are you Ryan Gosling? Like all of us, were like, who's gonna do it? Who's yeah, who's, somebody's like, gotta got do it. it. Yeah, and so he's walking out. We're like outside, and um, no, we I went back hands to just get him. Full of Sarah, Topo Chica. He went full. back in to ask him for a Topo Chica. Well, we left, and yeah. we regretted not saying. Oh, of course. Okay. Are you so Sarah's yeah. like, I got it. So she goes back in. Are you Ryan Gosling? He's like, yes. He walks by, and we're like, can we get a photo? And he's so nice. He's like, where are y'all from? We're Nashville. He's like, well, I can't because I'm on COVID protocol. But hope you guys have a great time at Ellen because we had a little chat. Then he walks back in because he forgot something. And I think he could see I think that we he were came back just <laughs> to take a picture. Yeah. Because when I said, are you Ryan Gosling? He said, that is I. That's so Ryan Gosling. That's important. That's very I, so I very leave that out. So I'm yeah. like, that is so Ryan And then I was like, of course he would say that. I know. I was that like, well, I. you have a mask on, and my friends really want to take a picture. And then my friends and, threw him under the bus. One hundred. I was like, those my friends losers. made me come over my here. Friends want I was a like picture. those losers over there. But anyway, what are you doing? I'm kidding. But he came back. Kathy he came finished. Back. Yeah, he yeah. Came back. He came back. He had. 
he went back in a handful of times for things that the to-go people had forgotten from his to-go bag. And I think he passed so many times. I could tell that we were actually, like, about to pass out. Right. Oh, we were high, yeah, we were, like, on the ground, like, trying to recover. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. So he, he was like, all right, I'll take a picture. And Aww. then Chad took a picture with us. And, and then when he left, he said, bye, Nashville. We were like, <gasps> he gave us a nickname. He, he remembers said, Which one where we were from. Yeah, we were like, which ones? <laughs> but he got into a white Range Rover, which is this. This is my friend Brooke is like total like tabloid. Like she she Googled like deep dive. She's like she found out that uh, Sarah's yeah, okay. my Brooke. Okay, well she found out that um, Eva Mendez drives the White Range Rover. Oh, God, he's married Ooh. to her or his partner. I don't no, know. I think that they're. I mean, yeah, he's obviously listening to this podcast. So obviously. Um, Ryan Gosling, love you. No I'm kidding, but yeah, he, yeah, could, I love Eva Mendez. If he could DM, us, if he could just DM us and clarify, clarify that'd if be that great. is his White Ranger. Wait, wait, sorry. Yes. Oh, sorry. Eva Mendez drives that. So yeah. we, they think they we think they were there together, and she was like, "Those girls are freaking car. out. Like, go take a picture, maybe." That was one hundred percent. That is what happened. One hundred percent. Ryan Gosling. Yes. Which I think about. If I was married to Ryan, I would be like, <laughs> Ryan, look at those sad girls. Come on, just take a picture. Come on, but, Ryan. It will take no. like it requires barely anything of yeah, you. Yeah, like he was like, I they're mean, pretty. Would we would be friends. Like, oh, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. We would be. Look, we're like yeah. the same. And, and, but he was like, we're you would make. Same. Yeah. those their year and he did make our year he sure if you if you we were ready to live, leave la it was like our first place we went we oh were like, we were well, like ellen freaking who like <laughs> yeah what are we here for yeah we it was kind of all downhill after that. <laughs> but it was honestly the live photo some genius decided to put their photo on live so yes. we, we watched the live photo yes. and like clenching his jaw and smiling like hundreds <laughs> we are thousands. so embarrassing we're so embarrassing thousands of times yeah we watch it on a sad day <laughs> that's like oh, our big moment yeah well i didn't know that story but i'm so glad you brought it yes, up yes i just i'm glad so i remembered it that. when i was thinking about like all the publicity that's happened after their story i was like oh yeah which yeah. could have been our pop culture corner in itself but yeah, but we, really we still have we have just enough time. To- I'm going to say that this younger recap is going to be terrible because I watched it while I was pregnant. I like right. skimmed over, but OK. All right. She's got so, one minute to. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to take a minute. Yes, OK, for oh, this it's going to be way less. <laughs> yeah. Uh, OK. <laughs> also, we could be on their podcast. I think and, that's what needs and to then oh, we can we? like continue. We'll just be on yours. <laughs> Let's actually do don't do ours your, twice can we Seems send your fancy ridiculous room? can we use this this is great can we use this <laughs> oh yeah. yeah well people be hearing your story over again though i feel like for your listeners they would just be like we know well, we all could, this we would ask you questions oh you mean once we're on yours i <laughs> we thought you're saying about this like off yeah <laughs> Get out our calendars. Cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> cut, cut. Yeah, is next Tuesday good for you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing after? All right, ready? We gotta oh, yeah, go. Yeah. Okay, okay, ready? Go. Okay, this uh, Younger is a show that I watched while I was pregnant. I already said that. Wait, um, there's a mom who's like 40-ish, looks really young, has a daughter who's like coming of age. Maybe she's like 18-ish. This is also going to be pretty inaccurate. Um, her name's fact. Liza. She has dirty facting for sure she gets uh, a job like like gets laid off maybe <laughs> she doesn't even know i do i don't really remember gets Not. a job at a pr i read the thing on the wikipedia <laughs> gets a job at a pr agency and then no i fully am just remembering this hillary duff is like her boss but she also is like in her 20s and she does look older than hillary duff she does really well and has like major success that doesn't really make sense in a really short amount of time and i think she ends up dating somebody that her son dates and what i mainly remember about it 
is that I think in like the third season, guy that she likes who's cute and she like finally meets a guy who's not too young has sex with a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hold on. That's in the episode? Dude, she told me that. I go, have you seen Younger? She goes, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the one where the guy bangs the sheep. And I go, what are you talking about? That's definitely not wait, the show like, I'm thinking you're of. You're like, wait, that's Nobody their favorite remembered show. That. <laughs> but you've seen Younger. I have, but I had to look it up. I did it. not believe I've seen her. It. I know, wait, but I was like, can you say, can you remember who the guy was? Yeah, it's the guy who like lived in upstate New York and he had a really nice like compound oh. with stone buildings. Oh, she met him at like the farmer's market. Yeah, yes, and he has you. this huge and he makes like, like wool things book and that then, he's written. Yeah. Yes, and that was a very fleeting episode, but I could see why it stuck in your mind. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I'm like, surprised I didn't remember. It. I know I I'm had like, to rewatch it because I was worried like, why we didn't remember that. I <laughs> blocked yeah. it. Like I liked it, and definitely was really watchable. I liked that it showed motherhood and like she like lived a life. I felt mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm never before I even had the baby. I was like just sleeping all the time. So I was like, I'm never gonna live again. And she's <laughs> like really <laughs> yeah, living. She, like, found. She, like, yeah. Wait, her but career we found, was revitalized. We forgot the big twist is that she couldn't get a job, right? Because and that's why right. as she a was four too year old, old she yeah. had, like had this big gap in her resume. Right, I so forgot she, that. Part, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so the whole point. Gap in her resume. <laughs> she went yeah. back and she says she's like twenty five. Yeah. Oh right, mm-hmm. yeah. and then she gets yes. the first she's job. Actually and she like fools 40. everybody. Get yep. it, girl. Do what you got to do. I guess. Do what you got to do. Well, we are officially out of time. Sarah, Kathy, I love you guys Joy. so much. I'm Joy, so glad. I can't believe that you. this is the way I'm getting to see you instead of just like it. a play date with our kids. Okay, we will got to do the play date. I know. Wait. I tell Ava, I'm like, you do kind of have cousins that live yeah. here. We just don't ever see them. So like. We're going to make it happen. I know. Yeah. Now that the us. sun is shining a little longer, yes. we can probably make it happen. Let's do it. Thank you all so much. This was really meaningful. Yep, for, for me. For, just for Sarah. Sarah. Yes. Um, I appreciate so it. But yes, everybody, check out Talk to Me Sister. Yeah. Follow them Thanks. at Talk Number the Number Two oh, Me yeah, the Sister two. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's it. And what else do we say? I don't know. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Have a great day. Uh, you can visit our link tree in the bio of our Instagram because uh-huh. we have our American Cancer Society campaign. If you feel like donating, you can donate $2. And we would love you. All our all our funds for that are going to female scientists in the state of Tennessee who oh, are studying cool. cancer. So yeah, just cancer yeah, yeah, we do we do something like that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I might as well join like that. Like why not? Uh, I made a link tree last week for us. Yeah, yeah. put it up. Yeah. We just we, didn't use when, it. when we made our link tree, we were like, we made it. Um, <laughs> we have more than one link. Yeah, but uh, we're, thanks for having us on. Of and course, we can't wait to have y'all. On the I know. Let's too. do it. We love y'all. Love, love you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.